You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by David Green, OC Monster Man, Tiffany, and Matt N. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. Hey there, my lovelies, and thanks for joining us on the 152nd episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we're discussing some horror films which feature heroes on a mission. So we've selected Apollo 18 and Overlord. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Apollo 18 is streaming on Netflix, and Overlord is available on Prime Video, Hulu, and Epics. So check these out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. That's true. Facts. Hey, are we doing... So a new streaming service started. A couple Dis- did. Disney, Disney Plus is like the main one, right? That's like a big deal. Yeah, it's pretty you, big. You got it, right? Oh, yeah. I... I when I say that on the day it came out, I woke up, rolled over, and downloaded the app onto my <laughs> Apple TV, I'm not even being dramatic. Like, that's exactly what happened. I was wow. so excited for Disney+. And Plus. It's, what does it look like? Like, is it worth us getting for the podcast? Because I, I don't think so, because I don't see really a lot of horror-ish films. It's okay. definitely more... Um, obviously like all the Marvels, Disney, I mean, it's pretty much not everything, but almost everything. Like there's definitely some obscure TV shows maybe that aren't on it. Um, but other than that, like it's pretty packed full of stuff and it's also national geographic as well. So they have some like pretty cool stuff on there. Well, that's cool. I'm obsessed with it. Nat Geo. Yeah. If you want to be hip. Yes. I hate the word hip, by the way. I hate that I just <laughs> used the word hip, and I hate that the word hip exists. Well, known fact about the me. hippest. Um, okay, yes, so we'll skip. We'll it. skip Disney Plus for now. For now, for now. If but... there is a streaming service that you guys use that has a lot of good horror on it, and you want to shout it out to us, let us know. Yeah, um, but I mean, I think we have most of our bases covered. We try to keep up on the newest streaming services. There's it's so true. many of them now, though. There's so many now. There's like Apple. TV Plus or app, something like that. Oh, geez. Well, I can't get that. I'm not an Apple person. <laughs> do they really, uh, do, do they do that? Do they discriminate? I don't know. Do you need to have, does it work on like Roku and stuff? Or is do you have to have an Apple device for it? I have no idea. I did not even think about that as being an issue. It's because you're an Apple person. That's it's why. True. It's the true. It's fancy, <laughs> pretentious shark pants. The most pretentious, really. <laughs> But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Underwater with a January 10th release date. It's directed by William Eubank. Eubank? Yeah. Uh, who previously directed The Signal. No way. Oh my and God, it's... I love that movie. Sorry. <laughs> Learning things as we go on Final <laughs> Girls. Uh, it's written by Brian Duffield. Duffield, uh, who wrote The Babysitter, and Adam Kozad, who wrote Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. The IMDb summary is a crew of aquatic researchers work to get to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory, but the crew has more than the ocean seabed to fear. This trailer is everywhere right now. 
It is. They're, I saw it before it. Ford and Ford v Ferrari on Thursday. Oh, you went and saw that? I just saw that last night. I Tony. did. I really liked it. Yeah, we I can saw talk it. about that later. But we I, can. Yeah. It's not horror related at all. But it is no. a good one. It's so good. Oh, this the signal isn't the signal that I thought it was. Oh, it's a different signal. Yeah, I've heard oh, okay. good things about this one also, but I just haven't seen it. I didn't know there were multiple signals. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I looked at the yeah. There, it's not it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh. It's so funny because when it started, I was like, this looks like Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> it does kind of. Where they like, like go underneath and then that's aliens kind of and Deep Blue Sea had a baby. Yeah. Right? It's like, it sounds like the idea of Megalodon where like we drilled and we like let something free. Yeah. But um, they released the Kraken by yeah. accident. Oh my, I hope that's what it fucking would be. Um <laughs> But I was like, this is right up my alley. It's underwater. It's a monster movie. So, this is a Carly movie for this sure. Is, for, this yes. is not an Amy movie. No, no. Amy is not that interested in this movie. <laughs> you know what made me less interested in this movie? TJ Miller. Stewart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went a different way with that. <laughs> I'm uh, open to giving Kristen a shot. She's doing a lot of no, things I right now too. that She's look fine. really interesting and yeah, good and I want to check out. Um, but TJ Miller, after our revisit of Cloverfield, made me a little bit iffy. Um, really? I'm, so I'm you're retroactively out on TJ Miller based I, on yeah. one of his first films. You rewatched one of his first films. It's true. And so you were out on him, even though before that you were probably in on him based on newer films. I actually haven't really seen him in anything recent. I um, only really watched a few episodes of Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, and other than that. Yeah, Silicon Valley is great. It is. It's great. It's hilarious. It is. He's not on that show anymore, though. Um, I don't, I don't know is. because I stopped watching yeah, it. Yeah, I think he's um, out. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, he's like devoted his career to horror now. So that's like his thing now. Well, that's cool. So I guess we'll be seeing a lot of him. I feel like we will. Um, I don't know that I care about this, though. Like, I I know that this is... And when I see it, I'm like, this is a Carly movie. But yeah. I just... Giant monsters. And I, I, I don't know. It does have, like, kind of an alien feel, which could be cool. It does. Or what's that other movie? Um, is it... I always mix these two up. Is it Sphere that takes place underwater with, like, the... When with Queen is it Queen Latifah? She gets oh. like the jellyfish in her girl. In her I don't suit. know. I don't know. Um, I don't know I that I've like even seen that. It, it kind of gave me that vibes where they're at the bottom of the ocean and they like have to go out and in their suits. You know, I and might do things, and it feels like space um, though. Like it's it's underwater, but it feels like space. Yeah, totally. But they're I mean they're very similar. I feel like yeah, especially when you're shooting. Uh, parts, horror parts monster unknown. movies yeah um because you're in a confined space you can't oh, like go out freaking into out sorry if my audio just went weird guys my audio my, my microphone is fucking freaking out today i don't know what's going on with it sorry no it was just That's like okay. the audio level was just fucking huge for some reason okay we're uh, good we're you good were, you we're were good. yelling at us i'm sorry if i was just yelling my apologies no. <laughs> technical difficulties today um so all in all all in all, I'm okay. I'm okay without this one. I am not. I won't. I wouldn't say I'm excited about it, um, but I will see it for sure. Again, AMC. These, 
these January release dates are many times very brutal. So it's true. Real in the expectations, I would say, just in case. Oh my god, yeah. There's Don't a lot have of movies coming finger- out in January. This could be key fingers all over again, you know. Real in the expectations for January releases. <sighs> What's the first movie we're seeing again that looked really good? I don't remember. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) It couldn't have looked that good. No, I don't remember. remember. We were like, we were like, oh, this is like first, like right out the gate in January. And it actually looks really good. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I don't remember. We'll have to go back and look at our notes to remember. We will. I'm going to have to actually write it down. Maybe. I need to catch up on my letterbox because usually I write down all the things that we're talking about. You know, I have lists Mm -hmm. of our episodes and trailer trash talk so i can easily go back and glance at it and i have not kept up with that so that's going to be like a huge project now to catch up no i literally had to do that the other day because i i successfully did um 31 like movies in october but i did not write them down in any shape way or form oh i didn't even know you were doing that yeah exactly but i did (laughs) um congratulations thank you um so yeah i literally just went back and like i added all the weird movies that i saw in october and then you know what we also have coming up is our end of the year shiz which means we have to talk about all the new releases that came out this year modern horrors is having their awards too soon so our annual awards is just around the corner which means we have how many movies to watch like probably a billion because they make us watch every movie that's being nominated yeah, you can't vote in a category if you haven't seen all of the movies. Oh, God. It's I'm a nightmare have, every year. <laughs> literally going to be just like, can't hang out. Got to watch all these movies. <laughs> I think we should make it a thing like you can't nominate a movie you wouldn't vote for. You know what I mean? Like, don't nominate a movie just because it fits in a category. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if it's you're not, not like... planning to to vote for that movie, mm-hmm. you can't nominate it. Sure. <laughs> Right? Make it make those rules. Let's cut that shit down. So we don't have to one watch year we like, had like ten nominees in one category. It's like, the, the, we're like there's the no fucking way. You and people are nominating multiple movies. Don't nominate multiple movies. Nominate just the fucking movie you want to vote for. I think it's fair to nominate multiple multiple movies if you're like, oh, these were both really good and I'm gonna have fine. to like revisit them to like see which one I would pick. Do you know what I fine, mean? Fine, fine. But I feel like people just nominate movies because they fit in a category. And that, I am yeah. guilty of this as well. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this works. <laughs> this fits in this category. This also <laughs> fits in this category (laughs) stop it put it on there let's watch it all right let's move on sorry this isn't interesting moving on (laughs) so all in all um amy's probably gonna pass on this one and i will be checking it out yeah i might see it we'll see i might for christmas i was thinking about getting myself a movie card so i can go to the movies uh, more often real worth it and i know like the amc pass i think is only like 23 a month and you can see imax you can see dolby you can see all the different formats um and yeah, three movies a week. So and my and my friend and I have been um, going to the movies a lot together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's worth it because if I'm going more than twice, if I'm going twice a month, it's worth it. Yeah. As long as I go twice a month or more, it's 100% worth the price. If you're going less than that, then you're kind of losing money. But exactly. Um, but right. I think it's worth it. Yeah. If any listeners at home use it. Let me know your thoughts and if you're actually utilizing it or if it's just, uh, I don't know, 
money you're spending every month and not actually using. Which, where do you usually go? Um, the one I usually go to is Regal. Okay. And there's just like, yeah. And it's like $25 a month to go to any Regal as many times as you want during the month. That's amazing. Yeah. And yeah. Can, I feel like even if you go to like two movies unlimited. a month, you're good. Yeah. It's unlimited. So. I think you All should right. get a girl. Okay. I, I do like going to the movies. It's just like finding the time to fucking go is a, I know. Is a thing, you know? I do. All right, let's get started. What's our first movie today? Carly. All right, we're going to be jumping into Apollo 18 from 2011, directed by Gonzalo Lopez Gallego, um, who did Open Grave, written by Brian Miller and Corey Goodman. The Last Witch Hunter is what they did. Um, IMDb summary is decades-old found footage from NASA's abandoned Apollo 18 mission, where two American astronauts were sent on a secret expedition, reveals the reason the U.S. has never returned to the moon. So, last week, I said that I remembered enjoying this movie, and I was talking it up, and I was saying it's underrated. I'd like to go ahead and say the opposite. (laughs) what's a bummer is i love this idea it's a great idea um i love even the way that they chose to film it obviously um but i not enough happens for me to have been captivated so here's the real issue i think personally Mm -hmm. i think the found footage genre is great for indie filmmakers Mm -hmm. and this director found the one caveat to that (laughs) where it's like let's make it of a certain time period which a takes a lot of money if you're if you're making a period piece that's over 20 years old it's going to be fucking hard for you to to do that yes (laughs) right because you need to be able to like this is the what 60s like no 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 bad idea bad idea jones um yeah and on top of that you're in fucking space which means the whole gravity issue is a thing yeah right yeah how do you recreate that without a giant budget i don't fucking know and they really did not do a good job no i mean i think they he tried so it's just it just does not look the way it should look and i think again here we go with my idea that we should only be remaking bad movies with good ideas because here we go good idea not a great movie this this idea would benefit great greatly from a larger budget and with i don't know just a better script but it's a good idea it's a great idea i was really excited to watch this i i And I think maybe that's what I was remembering, that it's a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the monster, I think they do an okay job of the alien monsters. Sure. Just because it's all fuzzy and grainy. And so they can kind of, it it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look fake necessarily. It looks fake, but not super fake. Right. Your your imagination can kind of take over and, and fill in the pieces. Totally. I think I think the main issue I have is just the overall look of the film in that um, 
you know, there's there, there's nothing floating around in the space station. <laughs> <laughs> there should be like nothing's tied down like it would normally be. Yeah. Uh, on a station on a space station when they're walking, they're walking pretty freaking normally mm-hmm. <laughs> on the moon. Yeah. Um, it's just distracting. Um, I think they they work on alleviating that by maybe not showing a lot of full body walking, um, which is supposed to help. Um, I, I, I think in the space, uh, spaceship itself, they're trying to alleviate that by just having it really tight quarters, uh, which I guess helps, but it's not quite enough to really let myself, uh, let my brain emerge myself in this world and believe it's real. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's a little too complicated of a story for a found footage, I think. I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I really like I wanted to be into it. And like even the end, like, I don't know, there was like the ending was like a good idea, too. But I don't know. I just um, it it did not. It definitely did not captivate me how I would have liked, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. And I think the, the characters are are okay but i couldn't quite remember who each person was oh <laughs> they all like, looked the same kind of to me they did and um i mean it was it was it was fine it was fine it was fine it wasn't scary there was no. one jump scare that's yeah it's fine uh i'm not revisiting this one guys i'm done <laughs> we're moving on from this one yeah. um yeah, I agree. Characters weren't super memorable. A lot of a lot of the way that it was filmed was very distracting um, in terms of not taking into account the fact that space is a thing with no gravity. And uh, I think I agree that was really distracting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, I second everything that you say. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> How do you feel about the space spiders? Because the aliens are very spider-like. They are very, very, very spider-like. Um, I think it helped add to maybe the creepiness of the monster, which is where I'm saying that, like, my imagination definitely was like, oh, that's a little scary. Like, yeah, that's a little weird. Okay. Um, especially when they're being, like, pulled into the craters and things. Yeah. Um. It, yeah, again, great idea, just not great execution. It's just a little slow, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, the I idea know. of, especially when, the, like, the spider monsters get into, like, the suits, it's very, like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Cool. It's like, yeah. There's a lot of really, really solid ideas here. Um, yeah, I don't fault anyone for liking this movie. Because yeah. there's a, there, is, there is stuff to like here. There's good stuff. There it, is good stuff here. Yeah. It's a little slow, story-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the reason this isn't good is all budgetary restraints. Totally. They did what they could with what they had. Yeah. And, um, it's like, that's fantastic. Like they have a lot of really great stuff. Um, I just think it didn't age well. Let's say maybe when you saw it, it was like super successful because maybe we hadn't seen a lot of things. I also feel like we've seen a lot of. It wasn't um, very successful, I don't think. I mean, for you. 
Oh, like yeah. you enjoyed it the first sure. time that you saw it. Yeah. Um, but I think since then too, we've also had like a lot more um space themed movies, it's I guess. True. Space themes has come back yeah. kind of. Yeah. And so when you see something like this is how it would actually be and then you come back and visit it, it like it does kind of um take away, I think. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, one of the pieces of trivia I found on this film was that the script was being constantly rewritten as they were shooting the movie. So oh. um, that might have something and, and to do with. Again, that might be a budgetary thing where this doesn't look good. We have to do it this way. Right. Or this isn't working. Let's do it this way. Um, and with low budget films, that's a, that's a thing that happens. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that might also account for some of the slower moments of the film. That makes sense. It makes yeah. sense that maybe they had to change things that they couldn't. I'd be curious to see what they could do with the actual script um, and more money. Yeah. Let's remake it. Let's do it. We, with all our money we have. Yeah. We'll throw <laughs> it in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Are, are we uh, Are we ready to move on? Yeah, I don't have much okay. else to say. Sorry. Okay, well, let's move on then. Our next movie uh, for today that we're discussing is Overlord from 2018. It's directed by Julius Avery, who previously, or not previously, uh, is now doing a new film called Samaritan, which is coming out in 2020. Mm -hmm. It's written by Billy Ray, who wrote The Hunger Games and Terminator Dark Fate. And also Mark Smith, who wrote Vacancy and the Martyrs remake. Uh, the IMDb summary is a small group of American soldiers find horror behind enemy lines on the eve of D-Day. Facts. So this one, I really wanted to see in theaters. And I think I said last week I was just traveling when it came out. And by the time I was done traveling, it was out of theaters already. Yeah. So I was super bummed. Yeah, it is. It's, it's such a bummer because... Um... I remember when we we talked about this trailer um, and I remember feeling this a lot when I would see the trailer for this movie. I wasn't into it. Um, I knew I was going to see it because um, I liked the team behind it and um, obviously horror movie. Um, 
that was like, I think it came out around the holiday. Like, I feel like it came out like around the holidays, like November-ish. Yeah, it, it was, was around this time of last year. I yeah, think. it wasn't quite Halloween. Um, so I don't know, like I wasn't super into it, but I knew I wanted to see it. Um, and it really caught me by surprise. And I think a lot of it had to do with how epic this looks, but also sounds in the theater. Um, the sound design on this movie, I think, was fantastic mm. when I saw it. It was so like, I don't know, like the adrenaline, like it kept you really like into it because some moments are really, really quiet. And then some moments are really, really loud, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like I I know that some people um, I feel like this was like kind of like the sleeper hit of the genre last year. It was. Like, it was. Everyone was talking it up. Yeah. But it, no one was expecting it to be great. Exactly. And everybody yeah. was like, oh, my God, if you haven't seen this. But by the time everybody was like, if you haven't seen this, go see it. It like wasn't theaters anymore. Um, and so like I do see a lot of people really loving it. But then I do also see a lot of people saying that it's overrated. Um, where do you fall in that? Overrated? Yeah, I've seen no, it a lot. I loved it. Okay, I good. loved it. As curious. Um, yeah, no, I think um, it has so much heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so give me some good characters with a lot of heart. Uh, and some Nazis. I yep. mean, how do you not love that? <laughs> I love the characters in this movie so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you do have a little bit of everything. And I feel like it is kind of, it's... I don't, I just. It's tricky to have this kind of character development in a movie like this. I agree. And uh, I, I appreciate the time they took in doing that. Yeah. Because I think without that, it probably wouldn't have been as strong of a film. Um, you know, we really like Boyce a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we love Chloe. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, even what's the, what's the guy that was kind of like maybe a little bit of a jerk at first but then oh, like he, yeah yeah he like warms up especially with the kid which is like yes. an adorable relationship yes yeah i mean there's an arc that's happening here mm -hmm. i appreciate a good character arc um i found off the bat this the first scene of this film is fucking bonkers yeah. um i had like a heart attack watching it so <laughs> um this definitely kicks off with a bang and then has some really good character moments mm -hmm. and then kind of starts in with the horror aspect. Yeah. Um, so I think the pacing's great. Um, the writing's phenomenal. Just mm -hmm. hands down, the writing's phenomenal. And uh, I look forward to more from this director because some of these shots were fucking oh, fantastic. And did you know that a lot of this was like practical effects i had a feeling because i knew that it didn't look fake in a lot of like in yeah. like a cgi way you know how you can tell sure when there's like that kind of cartoony i want to watch a behind the scenes of them making this first scene because i was oh. reading on imdb trivia that during the first sequence when the plane is burning spoiler mm -hmm. alert the plane's on fire <laughs> You like, get this right off, right quickly. out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you jump in. The plane's on fire and it's literally uh, a plane on what I, it says a gimbal, which I'm assuming mm -hmm. is some sort of like. It's like know, one of those track kind of yeah, things. Like a track. Yeah. Um, and they blow up. They blow up the plane and tilt it. <laughs> and then 
and then they send stuntmen through the fire. <laughs> so wow. it's, it's fucking stupid. They're literally blowing up, setting on fire this plane, and then sending stuntmen through it. That's like, amazing. And it looks like it's fucking insane to watch. It's um I'm so happy because CGI horrifying. fire I've it's, oh God, it's, it's awful. so terrible. It's true. Um, but this just sounds so fucking dangerous. <laughs> it sounds so dangerous and also awesome. Like the payoff is amazing. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things um about this movie is that I get I'm so satisfied by it because I get everything that I want. Like it starts out with a bang, it draws you in, you're you're moving, there's action. But then like it's then you go into like really the character development scene and like like the way that they're getting to the objective at the end of the movie where things just kind of get super wacky but like you're already in it so like it's it i don't know they i just this movie's so successful for me i love it so much well i think that the cinematography like the way it's shot is so surreal in the in the moments especially when they're in the jungle or not the jungle but the the forest i don't know what does mm-hmm. fr- what does france have forests i'm going to go with forest <laughs> Don't say forest. Woods. (laughs) More forest vibes. (laughs) So when we have Bryce falling, or sorry, Boyce, not Bryce. Boyce is falling from the plane. It's like this crazy shot Mm -hmm. where he's obviously the most fear, one of the most fearful on the plane. And when he is falling, he falls separate from his team. So he's kind of away from everybody. And you see the shot of him falling, which is by far the coolest shot, I think, of the film. And the colors are astounding. And there's mm-hmm. explosions happening all around him and crazy shit happening everywhere. And it's it's such a f- uh, surreal moment of just seeing all this. It feels very real, but also kind of like not real at the same right. time. So like yeah. it's like the fear that he's feeling, I'm feeling it. Like I feel like that part of it feels very real, but also the the colors that are used, um, it feels like dreamlike. So it's really I don't know, it's really cool. I like that part a lot. And then when he's going through the woods, like I that 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 whole beginning part of him being on his own scares the crap out of me because that I feel like that would be me. I'd be like, what is that? I don't know what to do. <laughs> and it's hard because obviously like. You can tell right off the bat within that first scene that Boyce has a very strong moral compass where there's, you know, there is it the captain that's like surrounded by Nazis and like, oh, yeah, the the captain. Yeah. 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 And he's like wanting to go get him. And they're like, no, like, what are you doing? Like, get down. (laughs) Well, and the whole mouse story of him saving the mouse that Mm -hmm. was in the the cabin. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I, I. He does. He has a very strong moral compass and it's kind of him coming to terms with that and not seeing it as a weakness and right. not letting anyone else see it as a weakness. Exactly. Um, he's the only one with enough. Bo- I mean, really, he's not he's not um, he's not afraid when he's believes in what he's doing. So like, I don't know when when Chloe is about to get you know attacked by the nazi shit dude Mm -hmm. that's euron Greyjoy, also which i forgot i didn't realize it was him at first i totally forgot it was him too (laughs) yeah it doesn't it doesn't look without his like mutton chops i can't tell well and he looks so much smaller yeah he does in uh game of thrones than he does in this like he looks very tall and broad and like intimidating 
You don't think he looked tall and broad and intimidating in Game of Thrones? I thought you were going to say the opposite. Oh. I thought he looked more intimidating in Game of Thrones. Anyway, no, I'm trying doesn't to think. Matter. I think you're right. <laughs> Wait, now I'm confused. <laughs> you're right. I was... Mic- yes. Well... Well, he's just clean shaven in this. That's literally that's the only he's difference, like but he looks so different. Kind of a mess in Game of Thrones, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's he's, he's also the worst in, in yeah, He's that. the worst in both of these movies. He is the worst in both of these movies, and so that's kind of the trend. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he uh, he's like attacking Chloe, and Boyce has no issue about like making him stop. You know, like Corporal yeah. was going to be like, let it go. And right. he's like, fuck no, I'm not letting that go. He's like, absolutely not. But then Ford steps up and he's like, all right, well, we're taking care of this then. If we're doing this, yeah. we're doing this. I know. And I do love him. So the, so the. Which, by um, the way, that's Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's kid. Yes. Wyatt, Wyatt Russell. Russell. I was just going to say that. Fun facts. Corporal Ford is Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. And he was also in that Black Mirror about the video game. One of my favorite ones. I love that it's one so one much. One of my favorite Black Mirrors. I love that one. Yeah. Same. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm super into this. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else good things to say about it. The whole like science behind it. I'm a, a lot sure I understand. Um, but I don't usually understand science in horror movies, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, there's so, definitely kind of that sci-fi element where I'm just like, yeah. I'm going with it. The like, mud in France causes zombies un- unbeatable zombies sure i any movie with a flamethrower is kind of my favorite oh, i'm coming man. to terms with that also big fan of the flamethrower especially when it's like the woman who grabs it and then she's yeah. just lighting everybody on fire well a night lot of the of creeps time, <laughs> night of the creeps i know i definitely wrote down night of the creeps at that moment it's like, yeah that definitely that scene definitely had a new meaning for me Sure. Uh, when I saw it and I was like, fuck yeah, do it, Chloe. Grab that flame. <laughs> Grab that flamethrower. I'm a big fan of Chloe as a Same. character. I, I like how they f- they somehow fit a woman in this film and didn't have it seem unnecessary. Mm-hmm. You know? She's a badass and they don't go over. Like, obviously, there's kind of a thing, you know, hinted at between her and Boyce. But yeah. we never see it play out. And I'm happy about it. Like, it's always just there. Yes. You know, we don't need the romance. No. There's a respect and a and, and some level of love there, mm-hmm. but it's not even necessarily romantic. It's just right. they really care about each other. Exactly. Because they're fighting for each other, mm-hmm. you know. And he's really fighting for her. He goes back and with with the brother and he just and he's he's a really great character all around, I feel like. Yeah. Did you feel like this movie ended on a note where you felt there could be a sequel? Yes and no. Um, I would definitely watch something with these characters again. And it definitely felt like they're like, you know, we're going back in. But then, right. um, I mean, I guess the the lab was all burnt down. But I guess like if someone, I don't know, they could, there's definitely a way. Who knows how many labs there are? No, totally. You know? Yeah. um, I don't know. There has to have been someone surviving in a different area that knew what was happening there. Right. I think the potential for a sequel exists. And I I don't know that I want one, but I'm just saying I think they left it somewhat open. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because they say, oh, we're not going home. We're going back out. You know, that yeah. kind of made me feel like there's more to do here. But also it is World War II and, right. you know, can't stop till it's done. Totally. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. I, I don't, I don't know why I don't like war movies, but for some reason, World War II movies are a-okay with me. And I think it's just because Nazis are such a palpable, not palpable, are such a villain just mm-hmm. in general the worst of the worst mm-hmm. and i want to see them all die <laughs> yeah i um i agree i'm i'm not a huge warm it's not my favorite genre um right. i don't go out of my way to go see it um but i will say um i think that's why i wasn't super into this movie to begin with sure um because i was like i'm just not into watching like army men go in i don't know there's yeah no i'm the same it's yeah um and i don't know if it's it's the fact that it's like too real and like war is just like really intense anyway so like adding the horror elements kind of weird in some some respects i'm not sure if like that's where it's from sure Um, but i will say i recently saw platoon and i loved it (laughs) oh really yeah um it's not a movie that i would have checked out but it was um it was playing during that willem dafoe thing that i went to Mm. Um, it was like the first movie and it was good. So I don't know, maybe I've got to open my mind up a little bit and, uh, just check out more war movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. War movies are, are weird though. Like that's like, if anyone asked me like, Oh, what's your favorite genre? I'd be like, well, I love horror movies, but I really like all movies mm-hmm. that are good. Yeah. Same. Except I have trouble with war movies. It's, I do it's just, I don't even think it's that I don't like them. It's just, I have the hardest time watching them. Yeah. Because it's like um, a lot of these things are like these are things that our people are going through that this happened and sure. it's that's like a real true horror. It's kind of probably like why you don't like home invasion movies as well. Yeah, um, it's too real. It's too real and too scary to mm-hmm. me <laughs> to like even think about. Yeah, yeah. God, I love like the line where uh, Boyce is. Boyce says, like, I was just mowing my lawn two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this this shit's real. Like, I don't know. It's true. And they really just get thrown into this. Yeah. Especially if they're drafted and don't volunteer. Totally. Totally. This is not something that they ever planned for. No. Pretty. And, yeah. Pretty cool, though. And I like how it, like, basically was the setup for... Normandy and how they had to make the way so that that attack could happen mm-hmm. and I, I don't know pretty cool pretty cool historical how they fit it in historically and um I think that's what I liked so much about it is that it's not just like a casual whatever like I just want to write a weird horror science fiction war movie like they yeah. really tied it in to mean like to say could have happened we don't know we don't know what kind of experience or experiments that they were running you know it's true i mean we know there was horrible experiments happening Mm -hmm. on both sides yeah so oh man all right this shit's fucking terrifying i know honestly the scariest part of the movie was like the actual war stuff and the other stuff was cool you know yeah but like the war stuff was the scariest to me that's true 
I think this movie is really successful and I love it and I will watch it again. I'm stoked that it's streaming. Yeah. Highly recommended Mm -hmm. to all our listeners. Um, Okay. Should we uh, talk about a little bit what's going on with us? Yeah. Okay. I'm a little bit jealous because yesterday Carly and I were working really hard to get our Comic-Con passes. Yeah. And once again, I'm not going to Comic-Con, guys. Every year, there's some sort of struggle. <laughs> I feel like, though, maybe when if they reopen in spring, that's kind of what I was hoping. Well, yeah, they do reopen in spring. They so do that sometimes. Still, it is still a possibility. But yeah, it's pretty disheartening. Be- because I think year. people have until then to like cancel. And so I think after people like cancel, then they yeah. like they relist those ones. So like they try to get uh airfare or something comes up in their lives and they Mm -hmm. can no longer go or Mm -hmm. whatever because a lot of people come from all over the country it's true yeah even though there's comic cons almost everywhere now right there are but this one the san diego one is definitely the it's the biggest one yeah it's so crazy because as i was sitting there waiting in the line or in the queue in the in the internet queue i literally had flashbacks to I think it was like 2007 when I bought Comic-Con tickets and it was a four, a full day pass or like for all, I think Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and preview night. And it was like $75 Oh my gosh. for all of it. And yeah. then I was like, oh, and then this, if you want to go to everything, it's like $300 now. Yeah. It's so crazy. God, and if you're not familiar with how it works, because I was uh, voicing my frustration online yesterday, and mm-hmm. people were like, well, how did you not get passes? And I'm like, it's really hard to get passes. I don't mm-hmm. think people realize how hard it is to get passes. It's completely random. It's completely random. So you have to register with Comic-Con at least a month in advance, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to have a registry. You have to register. You have to have like your name on file there. And then they give you um, right before they do the lottery, they give you a registration code. So you basically you have an hour. They have a set date. This year it was Saturday morning from eight to nine. And you have to like get in this waiting room by nine o'clock. And if you're not there by nine, then you're out. Mm -hmm. You have to activate your registration code by 9 a.m. Yes. And then you're in this like waiting room, quote unquote, wait, waiting room. And at nine o'clock, they assign you a place in line. Mm-hmm. You don't know where your place in line is. They just they assign you one secretively. Yeah. Secretly. And then you have to just wait there until it's sold out. <laughs> and literally it's, they like it's the same page, but there's this like highlighted part that while you're waiting in the waiting room is just like fun facts about the yeah. con over the years. It and refreshes then, every two minutes. Yeah. And then it'll tell you as days are sold out. <laughs> yep. It's like we're getting low on preview night and you're like, cool. I That doesn't mean anything to me because I'm just sitting here waiting. Right. And then they're like, oh, Saturday's sold out. Oh, Friday sold out. And you're watching all the days you want to go sell out and your heart slowly breaks. Yep. And then it's like the whole thing is sold out. See you next year. <laughs> I've gone through this. three. I've done it three years now. I've attempted this three years now. I and forgot I've, to do it last year. I didn't. I didn't I do it, it last year, but I did it the previous two years and I've never gotten through. And I use two codes. I have my husband's registered and I'm registered and I, I can't. We never get it. Carly, you lucked out this year. I did. And what's shitty about it, though, is that you can't they 
you can only buy tickets for two other people. Yeah. So it's like, wh- but why? Why can't it be four? Number, at least do four because then we could have all gone. Right. And it's Bummer. like they do it in such a way where if you try to sell your pass and you're in a group, all of the pa- and like they find out all the passes get canceled. Yeah. So like there's things in, like what's one more ticket? Like two couples can't go together. Like yeah. it's just so weird. It's so weird that it's only three and not four. <sighs> It's a super bummer, honestly. Yeah, it really is. Bummer. Um, and then we always talk about doing media passes now because mm-hmm. we have the podcast mm-hmm. and we never we hit the it. deadline for that. <laughs> they never send me emails to let me know when it's open. I know. So I've literally never known. <laughs> it's so crazy. We're going to have to be so on it next year. It is. I, I said I was going to be on it this year. And then when I looked at it, it was like, oh, it closed last week. I'm going to literally set a reminder <laughs> for myself for the first of August and September. Oh. <sighs> telling you it needs to be like every week in october that you check because i'm pretty sure it's october okay. where it opens um i swear I'm, i every year i say next year's gonna be the year and it's never <laughs> fucking the year it's never the year i live in this town and i've never been able to go that's so Most crazy thing ever. it is really frustrating Ugh. anyway so- enough enough of my crying <laughs> <laughs> so we both saw ford v ferrari yeah, we both saw Ford v Ferrari. I loved it. I loved it too. We I just really loved it. Um, Tony has been looking forward to this movie for a very long time. He lo- he. I mean, he knew the whole story to begin with, and he's a big car guy, so he loved it. Um, and I knew I would like it because there's good actors in oh, it. The actors and- are amazing. Yeah, I really I like. It's so long, but like I didn't feel like it was long. Like no, the I, pacing's great. The pacing was amazing. And it didn't take me until like the end where I was like, oh, my God, I've been at the, like this place for like almost four hours. <laughs> like, right. That's super crazy. Yeah, um, it's like what two and a half hours, a little over two and a half hours long. Yeah. And so yeah. when you factor in like there were so many previews before oh mine. God, I don't so know. So many. Why? I literally feel like there were 30 minutes of previews. I that is probably an exaggeration but no it felt like there was it was excessive yeah i was like after the fourth one i was like okay surely we're done now no and then there was like three more and it was wild because i forgot while i was sitting there i forgot what i was seeing because (laughs) the the trailers were all for such different genre movies like there was like a comedy then there was underwater then there was an action movie and i was like what am I forgot what I'm seeing because these aren't like cohesive trailers that make sense on why they would be showing before this movie. <laughs> no, they weren't. They, yeah, they felt really out of place. Yeah. Um, But I will say, I don't think there was a bad trailer that I saw before that. Like all of them, I was like, oh, that looks like it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. that looks like it's going to be good. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I'd see that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't seen Doctor Sleep yet. I was supposed to see it last week, but now I'm supposed to see it today. So we'll see. If cool. I, actually get I to hope see you it. see it because I really want to talk to you about it. Um, yeah. I just want to know. I want to know. Um, yeah. What else? Oh, on Friday. Actually, this is really cool. On Friday, I got to go um, to the Arrow Theater in Santa Monica. They showed um, they had a free screening of The Joker in 70 millimeter. Mm. And then Todd Phillips um, did a Q&A afterwards. That's cool. It was really really awesome um just being able to hear his insights and really talk about um kind of his journey from doing like the hangover movies and like road trip to to the joker which have you seen it yet 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw it. So good. Um, it's very good. And it yeah. ho- it's even better, I feel like, the second time. Um, and it's the first rated R movie to hit a billion dollars, which is insane. Wow. Really? It, yeah. It hit huh. on, on Friday. It hit a billion dollars. Wow. Um, for such a small in comparison movie, especially for like a quote unquote comic book movie, which, you know, obviously it doesn't really feel like that. Um, but it's fucking crazy. I'm super excited about the success for the movie. And, um, what my favorite thing about it was that he was talking about how, um, obviously like when the movie was about to be released, there was like a lot of stigma about violence and, you know, shootings i don't know about you but when i went to go see it um there's like the bag checker there to make sure you know that nothing crazy is happening um bag checker that sounds like an la thing yeah they do not have bag checkers no it was even i feel like when um after obviously like after dark like the whole dark night thing happened um even in boise there was for certain movies um really yeah um, just because they were like so worried about like the violence that this movie would kind of bring out. I could see that if it's like a packed theater. I think when I saw it, I went on like a Wednesday night, oh, and oh, it was oh. it was not uh, busy. There was maybe thirty of us in the theater. So, uh, no, I went yeah. like opening night. It was like full, um, sold out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like saying that it's actually kind of seems like it's had the op- like the people that have reached out to him, like it's had the opposite effect on people where. They're like, you know, when I see someone talking to themselves on the side of the street, like I, I understand, like, I feel like I understand more and I'm more sympathetic to like the mental illnesses that like people have that you don't really think about. Sure. Um, and it was just, I don't know, like, I love this. I love Joker so much. If you haven't seen it, even if you don't like the comic book situation that's happening, um, I definitely recommend you go see it because it is a really, really great character character study. Yeah, I thought it was great. I really liked it. Um, I enjoyed my time with it. It was not something I was necessarily planning on seeing. But mm-hmm. like I said, I've been going to the movies a lot with my friend recently. And uh, and um, she's not a horror person. So mm-hmm. uh, we've been seeing other kinds of movies, which is good for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to do that sometimes. It is. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, but I could see the whole like there's such a... Um, I mean, the overall theme is really mental illness here. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting to see uh, where the character goes and how he gets there and how basically um, the community turned on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of the public health support he was getting went away. And and so basically society created this monster and it's... And then ultimately embraced him. It's yep. really weird. It's really cool. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> no, it's it's true. I mean, obviously, though, you get that idea because you know how you know what the Joker is. Right. 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 Um, obviously, he has like a ton of followers and people that are, you know, on that side of things. Um, but sure. it's, it's so interesting. And the way that I, the reason I love it is because you know, you care about Arthur as a character and you see all the things and then like it's very hard to make that kind of like movie where at the end you're you, at the beginning, you start out one way and at the end you're like, well, I can't, 
with this guy anymore. <laughs> he's the anti-hero. The he's, like a, he's like a Walter White. Totally. Right? It's very, very much Walter White. We're at the beginning of Breaking Bad. You're mm-hmm. like, this guy, this is a guy I can get behind. <laughs> can I tell you, though? Um, yeah. It's totally going on a tangent. Um, so when I first watched Breaking Bad, obviously, like I had that kind of moment and the end, like Walter was like the worst and I just like couldn't. Sure. Um, but when uh, El Camino came out, I was like, OK, maybe I'll revisit it. And I got through like the first season, but I don't even like him in the first season. Like now that I'm watching, <laughs> knowing what I know, I'm yeah. like, he's so selfish, even in the beginning yeah. that yeah. like I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> I had to stop. Really, I see. I watched El Camino and then rewatched Breaking Bad recently uh-huh. myself, and um, got through it really quickly because yeah. I forgot how fucking awesome it is. No, the show so itself good. is like fucking phenomenal. I um, love it. Yeah, this the second time I definitely loved Jesse a lot more. Same. Um, and felt for Jesse because Jesse's character arc is so good. It's so um, good and heartbreaking and, so real and heartbreaking. Oh my god. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I definitely, it's funny because I, I definitely felt differently the second time around watching it. Yeah. You really um, look at it in a different light. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of love Walter in the first couple seasons uh, still. He's just he a has, fucking, cause he's a, he's a mess, but in a good. He's a mess, but he has like some really crazy badass moments. Oh, totally. In, especially at the end of the first season where you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> no, he totally does. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm just saying that no. I def- he's a lot. I realize that he's a lot more selfish. Like, I think the first time yeah. I was like, oh, he's doing this to, like, take care of his family. You know what I mean? But then I was well, like, yeah. well, or he's really just doing this to, like, fuck society. Sure. <laughs> and or take also care of himself. Just, yeah. Yeah. He let he does. I mean, because at the end, you find out he's doing it. Spoiler alert for Breaking Bad. <laughs> just dropping these spoiler alerts (laughs) at the end you find out that you know he's just doing he's has this whole meth ring because uh he admits he likes it he likes the power he likes he likes the adventure he Mm -hmm. likes it it's he loves it he can't give it up and um you know you you always think he starts it for his family but really i think it was always about him i think so too because he's he i mean he was a person also who um, was kind of stepped on and walked and looked over constantly and abused and right? see that's what I'm saying very Arthur like yep. very Joker like yep it definitely yeah. like makes sense that um, this is kind of how he's counteracting that you know yeah totally it's um, very interesting ugh, and you've made it through the Breaking Bad podcast yeah thank you're you for welcome. joining us <laughs> this took a turn. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about not horror more than we're talking about horror today. It's true. I feel like that's just kind of what <sighs> I've I've done recently. Yeah. I and I've been watching Shits Creek. I just finished Shits Creek and oh my god, Car- Carly, do you watch this show? I don't, but I've heard really okay. good things about it. So, here's the here's it's hard to get people to watch this show because I don't think it has a very strong start. Okay. Um, but I will say it's such there's such a character arc that if you like stories with large character arcs, you will love Shit's Creek. You just have to stick with it. How many seasons so, are there? There's five out right now and there's one more coming and then it's done. Okay. And it's not canceled. They just are only They're doing just six done. seasons. Yeah. Yeah. 
they're they're finished telling the story uh which as you get towards the end of it you understand why like there's not going to be a lot of story to tell when it's over right um but i highly recommend it it's it's a comedy but it's very dry it's not like laugh out loud comedy there's very few moments where i'm like cackling watching it it's like mostly just humorous okay and gets very dramatic towards the middle end and that's when i think you really get hooked in around season three where you're like, oh, I need to keep watching this. So I highly recommend it. And they're short episodes. They're like 20 to 25 minutes each. Oh, that's um, easy. So it's easy to binge. And I think you should try it. I want you to watch it, please. No, I definitely will. I think the reason why I have a hard time with comedy, like, and I think that that's kind of what I thought that it was. I definitely thought that it was like super that it was more of a comedy show. And for some reason, I don't know why, but like it, t- it, it takes more for me to like get into comedy shows for some reason i have no idea sure. why um but i think it's because some humor just like doesn't translate as well i don't I've know i've cried more than i've laughed out loud watching this okay show. well then that's am- okay i'll check it out for sure not not and like i said not to say that it doesn't it's not technically a comedy i think it is technically a comedy but it's right. just it's not it's not parks and rec it's not the office right. you're not going to be like laughing hysterically watching it it's just more like i don't know these characters change so much over time that you get just very attached to them and they they start off awful so it's hard to get into it but then as they start to change and evolve it's like really good okay cool no i'll definitely check that out then yeah so just stick with it um and then also with disney plus the mandalorian um is fantastic i don't know what that is (laughs) okay uh, it's a Star Wars. It's a show based on, oh. um, you know, Boba Fett from Star Wars. Oh, yes. I certainly know Boba Fett. So he's a Mandalorian um, and a bounty hunter. And so they've created a show, which is kind of one of the big launches on Disney Plus, about the Mandalorian, who is actually Pedro Pascal from uh, Game of Thrones, um, Oberon. All right. Uh, and so it's it's really, really good. Um, I've only watched, there's a second episode that's out now. I haven't seen that yet, but I plan on watching that today. But so far, so good. I'm stoked. So listeners, let I us got. know what you're watching too, because I'm always down to watch some new shows. Um, so if there's something you're super into, shout it out, shout to us on social media. Let's, uh, let's shout out our social media pages for a while because, or for a minute, because we haven't done that in a while. Um... We have a website, finalgirlshorrorcast.blog, because we forgot to change it back to com. <laughs> but it's just finalgirlshorrorcast.blog. Go ahead and check that out. On there, you can find our links to our Threadless um, shop, where you can buy Final Girls merch if you want. Um, you can also find links to our Patreon page uh, on there, which is a highly successful Patreon page. And by highly successful, I mean we have monthly uh, activity yes. where we watch a movie and it's a lot of fun. Uh, we need to do one for November coming up. It's true. I'll have um, to think of something. We're also on Twitter at Final Girls HC. You can tweet at us or send us DMs if you prefer that. Uh, tweeting at us is a little bit uh, higher success rate, I would say. Uh, Instagram, uh, Final Girls Horrorcast. And Facebook, you can search for Final Girls Horrorcast. We also have a secret Final Girls Horrorcast discussion group. It's not a secret. I don't know why I said it was a secret. You can find it on there. Just ask for an invitation and you will get in. 
Something's yeah. going on with my microphone right now. I don't know. I know. My microphone's Mercury acting Mercury retrograde too. is like in full effect, I swear to God, because it sounds like wind is hitting my microphone, but there's like <laughs> nothing's changed since I started. It just like literally started happening. So Those I apologize if the sound on this everything episode's up. a little so, wonky. So spider aliens. Do you hear that? It's spider aliens. I don't hear anything. Okay. Well, my microphone hears it. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> <laughs> The spider aliens on Mercury. Oh, good grief. It is. Causing retrograde and that other communication issues. issues. My microphone just went wonky too. Whoa. Oh my God. All right. Let's just close it out there. <laughs> let's take that as a sign. <laughs> so, uh, what are we doing next week, Miss Carly? I have no idea. Yes, um, you do. <laughs> next you week, every we week are going to be know. discussing. Thanksgiving, which is on Prime Video, Roku, and Vudu, as well as Tubby TV, and Thanksgiving 3, which is actually Thanksgiving 2, <laughs> which is on Vudu and Tubby TV. And to talk about these movies, we are going to be having uh, our guest host, Mr. Jake Parker from Modern Horrors fame on the episode because um, he just loves He's these just movies been so much. Freaking complaining and wanting to get on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, me in true Parker form. like, fine, fine. Just stop. Just stop. So we'll be abusing him next week. That'll be fun. Yes. One of Amy's <laughs> favorite pastimes. It is. It is. Uh, he's like my little brother. He's the little brother I never had. <laughs> All right. So until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. 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 Oh, like an angel. <laughs> <laughs>